Today, I will discuss something really interesting, real estate and tax planning. Now, I'm sure some of you are questioning how a talk on tax can be interesting. Well, it is interesting because I will share two predominant things. First, I will break down tax calculations in the simplest manner, ensuring that you truly understand them. And second, I will share some secret strategies for saving taxes on your real estate. This transforms the potentially difficult and maybe a little boring tax talk into one of genuine value and interest. I'm your host Ashish Chabla. Welcome to another episode of Temperament by One Finance, where we explore emotions and biases and their effect on the way we handle our money. Our aim is to help you avoid costly mistakes by giving you practical financial knowledge that helps you make smarter financial decisions. I have CA Nitesh Budhadev with me today. He's a chartered accountant, founder of Nimit Consultancy and a tax guru. Welcome to the show, Nitesh. Thank you, Ashish. My pleasure. So, Nitesh, let's start our discussion by getting a quick overview of the current tax regulations and incentives related to real estate in India. Uh, sure, Ashish. See, when it comes to roti, kapda or makan, okay, we are talking about the housing, real estate, right? Government is cognizant about because they are very well aware whatever law they frame, whatever taxation rules they frame or whatever incentives they design, it's going to affect the large or I say majority of the population because it's a, one of the basic need, especially the real estate on the housing side. Of course, we are talking about the overall real estate and not just the housing. So when we uh, deep dive and we see the regulation, there is something for everyone. So whenever you buy a property, Okay, you get some kind of a tax break if you are buying that on a loan. You get your uh, interest portion as a deduction. You also get the principal portion because whenever you take a loan, there's two elements of that, right? The principal and the interest. The both are tax deductible. Also, uh, if you are staying on a rent, you get a house rent allowance. That's also one of the tax break you can say. It's all related to housing. When you... Uh, sell the uh, real estate. It may be a commercial real estate. It might be uh, for the self-consumption. Now you can invest that proceeds into something and you again get a tax break. So overall, government is very much cognizant when it comes to a real estate tax loss and the incentive because it has a greater impact. That's how it has been uh, designed, Ashish. Sure. And how does the taxation process differ for residential and commercial property acquisitions? Yeah, that's one of the one of the very basic thing and important thing because uh, typically when you see when there is a real estate property, see we may differentiate between the commercial, the shop, the offices, and the residential being the housing, apartment, or a row house, bungalow, or anything. But for government, all these are taxed under the income from house property. The rent the owner receives is a income from house property. It might be from the commercial property or a residential property. And of course, this is taxable. This is taxable under the income from house property as per the slab rate. So that's the tax treatment of the rent on from the uh, real estate uh, properties. Got it. Can we go a little deeper? Maybe use an example to clearly understand tax calculations. Let's say someone is uh, having a rent of uh, a twelve lakh fifty thousand rupees from a property. Okay, you call it. We need to understand some terminology which is used in income from house property. So that 12,50,000 is the total uh, rent received from the property. Then that's called as gross annual value. From that, you can deduct the municipal tax or the property tax you pay to the government. Let's assume that that's 50,000. 
so you deduct from 12 lakh 50000 50000 rupees so your your net annual value is 12 lakh rupees from that what government is saying see to maintain the property you might be doing a normal repair and maintenance you might be doing a painting once in a while or some other kind of expenses we don't ask you to maintain the bills and records of all that thing flat 30% deduction you will get instead of claiming all this repairs in bits and pieces even if you don't have any kind of expense flat 30% uh, deduction from the net annual value so in our example 12 lakh is the net annual value so 3 lakh 60000 is flat deducted from that now assume that you have already taken a loan to buy this property and let's assume that you are paying around let's say 2 lakh 40000 interest so that also can be deducted from this so we had 12 lakh out of that uh, we have deducted 3 lakh 60000 30% of 12 lakh rupees so we are left with 8 lakh 40 out of 8 lakh 40 let's assume that that 2 lakh 40000 is the interest element of your housing loan you deduct that now whatever is the value that will be charged to tax so this is how the deductions works when it comes to a rental income i also uh, would like to clarify on the property which are not let out okay which is for the self-consumption because see either you are owning a house you are uh, consuming or you are staying inside that or you have given it on a rent when it comes to a self-occupied property okay and why we are discussing self-occupied property even though we are talking about the rental side if you own ashes more than two properties you have to offer one property as a deemed let out that's quite interesting provision government is saying that let's say you are holding a three house and let's say all three are used by you let's say one is you are using one your parent is using and one is your holiday home kind of thing so you have a three house in india in your name now any two house you can uh, show as a self-occupied property but out of all these three you have to show one as a deemed let out so if you are not letting out still you have to pay tax on that though you are not receiving any income the logic behind that government wants to maintain the demand and supply flow if everyone is going to just hoard the property and that they are not giving it on a rent or they are buying too many properties so this is some kind of a restriction they have kept so in case of a deemed let out property you have to arrive at the what is the fair market value of the rent and you have to pay tax according to uh, that so that's many people are not aware that uh, deemed let out provision do exist also when there is a self-occupied property the maximum interest you can claim is only 2 lakh now as many people are only using as a self-occupied property they are not aware when it comes to a let out property any amount of interest is tax deductible but uh, one more element I would like to add because now we have a old regime and new regime of taxation if you are in the new regime of taxation and you are having a self-occupied property on a housing loan you will not be able to deduct this interest element as a uh, as a deduction but still they have something uh, for them so whatever interest you are paying you add to the cost of the house and when you finally sell the house that would be considered as your cost so this is how the deductions and exemption work uh, when it comes to rental or a self-occupied property so this is mainly for the uh, residential property when i'm saying self-occupied property if you are having a commercial property 
as I discussed, the commercial property also work in that uh, fashion. If you are buying any commercial property, you get that standard deduction. You are letting out that you get the standard deduction instead of saying that, okay, I have this shop, I'm, pay, I'm paying that, uh, uh, let's say, to leave in license agreement, you pay some charges and all that thing. You don't get all that deduction, but you get a flat 30% standard deduction. Thank you, Nitesh, for breaking this complex topic so simply. One very important point to discuss is the point of joint ownership. For instance, should a couple jointly own property? And does this have potential benefits in minimizing tax liability? So, Ashish, this is a interesting point because in India, what we have seen in our case of in case of our clients also in general, if you see, people like to hold at least the real estate in a joint ways. Now, uh, it's uh, there is quite misconception around this uh, section. So, this is a quite interesting uh, question, at least from my perspective, because when I face this question, that if I am adding my spouse name in the property. Is that fine? Or we both will get the deduction or not. Okay. So let me tell you the how the income tax law works when it comes to a joint holders, especially in case of spouse. When you are buying any property or you want to hold this as a joint property, what matters for the income tax is how the funding of the property has happened. So if let's say B and my spouse are buying the property and full price of the property is one crore. Now I have given the one crore. And my spouse has not contributed, but I'm just adding the name. Will that make a joint honor for the uh, property for income tax? No. For your legal laws and the transmission and all that, it's okay from the real estate point of view. But for income tax, I'm the sole owner. So whatever, let's say if I'm going to receive any rent, can I split that rent income to do a tax plan? No. Because what matter is how the property is funded. So if I want to hold a property in a joint name with my, with my wife, it should be equal proportion also or in the particular proportion in the way I want to hold. So if 50 like 50 like each contributed, then it's called a joint 50% each. And then whatever rent I receive on this property can be divided in two names. Also, when I sell the property, whatever capital gain I receive, okay, that can also be divided in that shape fashion. But one thing uh, one should uh, clearly understand that by just adding a name in an agreement will not make you a joint owner of the property for the income tax purpose. At the same time, Ashish, we highly recommend that the people to take if both the person are earning and having a taxable income. It's ideal to take a property in a joint name and also be a co-borrower if you are taking a loan. Because now both can take the deduction of what we talked about, the 2 lakh rupees of deduction in case of interest and one like fifty thousand of deduction under ATC of uh, housing loan principal repayment. So both can individually take benefit of this, but for that both have to be co-borrower and co-owner. Thank you, Nitesh. This was a very important clarification, I think. Now, in case you need to understand the tax implications related to your objectives, finances, and context, I suggest seeking guidance from qualified financial advisors at One Finance. As I conclude this part of the episode. Let me leave you with a few questions. Do you want to know the tax implications when you sell a property? What strategies you can employ to minimize your tax liabilities? Or how does GST play a role in shaping real estate transactions? Join me in the second part of the episode as I continue my conversation with experts. I will see you on the other side. Investment in securities market are subject to market risks. Read all related documents carefully before investing. The securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory.